The point of Rosh Hashanah is to come to a realization. It's not about getting to the other side of the Yom I'm safe. It's about utilizing the opportunity to become great, to change who we are, to start looking at things differently. Of course, there's the element of pachad. Father, pachad, yoim adin. Sifrechaim, sifremesim, psuchim. But that can't be the only motivator. If only that's motivating us is the pachad. You know, I forgot one of the Magidim, the Friedrich Gedoyers, told the Moedic story. And there was a, uh, uh, the Polish cavalry. They were in battle. And uh, at night, they were very, they, they came to rest. They camped in the woods somewhere. You know, they didn't know when, when the next battle was going to be, but they made a fire. They were hungry after a hard, days, hard day on the front, and they made a fire, and they cooked up a huge cauldron of hot potato soup, and it's bubbling and bubbling, and the, the soldiers are hungry. They can't wait to eat the soup. Suddenly the bugle starts blowing. The enemy is coming. They're coming this way. Everybody on their horses, we got to go and face them down. And they all jump on their horses. There was one soldier who wasn't much of a soldier. He really didn't want to be there in the first place. He much preferred to drink and to gamble. But what can he do? He was drafted into the yam, and he's looking longingly at that big pot of potato soup. Is what he's going to not going to have his soup now. So quickly, as he took, he had, you know, every soldier has a canteen with water. He emptied out the canteen of water, filled it up with the hot potato soup, threw it onto his horse, and he started riding. And as they're riding out, and they come, you know, in the old days, these have they faced off. He saw coming towards them the enemy troops on their horses with their swords raised, and they're going out. Now, as this, this hapless soldier is thinking, he's riding on his horse, thinking over the hot soup, suddenly the canteen got hot, and suddenly it burned, it scorched the horse. The horse is reared up and charged right into the enemy forces. Now, they, and he's holding on for dear life. He's nearly falling off the horse. And they were so shocked at such a brazen act of courage. They thought, who, this guy must be some hero. They all dispersed in every direction. Everybody went running away in a pachad from such a heroic act in the middle of the war and, and, he's, and everybody can't believe their eyes what this man did and he, you know, he turns the horse and he starts riding back and they're all cheering and they say he's, oh, they, they, they're singing victory songs in his honor and they're going to give him a, a they said he has to get a medal such an act of valor on the battlefield and who could do such a thing such a dangerous thing he, he single handedly defeated an entire brigade of soldiers and so they decided they may give him a, a medal and they bring him back. And there was one general, he, says, he calls him on the side, he says, look, I know you. I know you're a, you're a lazy coward. And, and what, what happened? You, you charged into Tell me the story. He says, I'll tell you the truth. I had a canteen full of hot potato soup and it got hot and the, and the, horse, got, and the horse got burned and he charged into it. He says, ah, he means so the medal we have to give to the potato soup and not to you. If what's motivating is just the pacha, the heat, so the horse gets frightened, we're missing, we're missing the Uru Yeshena Mishinaschem. The post says, Kiseitse la mulchoma al oyevecho. This heat knew he has no enemies. Everything in the world, all the circumstances around him, that's the Rabbi You have one enemy in the world. That's the Yitzhar. If your Mulchamu will be on your only real 
a real enemy in a son Hashem Our problem is that we're fighting on so many fronts and we think that we're in control and we don't realize that all of that is meaningless. Life is about one thing and that's the Shoirish Hakoil. He said, No, you have one battle. It's not about him, it's not about that, it's about our midas, it's about our avoid, it's about our Yetzirah. Then we will be successful. And that's the vision and the perspective of Uri Yeshena Mishinaschem. There are things that are hidden under everything that we see. Now you look at the world. There's a world, okay? There's wars going on, there's peace, there's famine, there's planets, there's mountains, there's oceans. People are living, people are dying, people get healed, people get not well, Khalila. People are matzliach, people make money, people lose money. One day you go and you get stopped by three red lights. The other day, two of them are green and one of them is red. What's underneath all of that? That's open. What's hidden? What's pakesa? It's all one thing. Rosh Hashanah. That's all it is. What's hidden under everything in the Briyas Rosh Hashanah? The Chazanish was one sitting with somebody and, and uh, was in Tamas and he was talking to this person and a fly came in and kept disturbing. The guy kept shooing away the fly and the Chazanish said, what do you want? It's a Rosh Hashanah. It's a Rosh Hashanah. They can fly. Whatever we see, there's one way of looking at the world and seeing what we see, and there's a world where we understand bakese. We understand what's underneath it all. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us Torah mitzvahs. Why did He give? Why did He give us Torah mitzvahs for? You know, some some people think we have so many enemies. Chas there are those who think that one of his enemies is Chilis whatever I want, he doesn't want. (laughs) Whatever I want to do, he doesn't want. What I don't want to do, he wants me to do. He's living in a fantasy world. (laughs) The Rabbi Nishalaylam wants us to give tzedakah because the poor man needs our money. The Rabbi Nishalaylam wants to give tzedakah so we should be balay tzedakah. He wants us to be one with him. That's Anila Doidi Vidoidi Lee to recognize we're on the same side. Somebody wants to wear begodim that don't fit according to what Sneer should be. The Rabbayan wants different. No, the Rabbayan wants us to be an Am Kadosh. We don't realize what's underneath, what's inside of us, what we want. Torah and mitzvahs are not a fight with us, not a yvecho. We're being mispalar, shashanah, help me be part of your throne. I want to be a shutif, I want to be meant to be a power behind the throne, I want to be part of Kloid Shemaim. And that's why you gave us Torah mitzvahs, you gave it for us. Not to oppress us, not to fight with us. That realization, that emus. But there's no two sides. Doidi is me. That's what I want. Litoivosi. Samoy de Parsha. Parsha. 
the din of a mashkin. Somebody lends somebody money, takes a mashkin, shaloi b'sha'as halvosoi. So, b'chutz tamoid, he's not allowed to go into the house to take it. If he's taking from a poor person, he's taking his pillow, he has to take it only in the morning, but at night he has to give it back to him, he should be able to sleep with it at night. What's going on over here? What kind of mashkin? Imagine, you have a wealthy man, a wonderful person, a good guy, and a poor man comes, I'm trying to buy a house, I need money for a down payment, would you lend me money? He says, sure, I know you're a fine person, I'll, give, I'll lend you money for three years. The guy says, shall I give you a mashke? No, I trust you, don't have to tell I don't need a mashke from you. Comes three years later, the guy says, I don't have the money to pay, but he says, you know what, I'll give you an extension, another year. Okay, it's coming, it's getting late, it's closer to Shemitah, he's afraid he's going to, he says, you know what, take a mashke, a mashke, okay, he has to get the mashke. Now imagine, <laughs> so he he, he can only take it by day, right? So the rich man, he gets up six in the morning, that was the early minion, he has to be in the city, he has important meetings with important businessmen, but uh, he has his chauffeur limousine, firstly he has to drive into the poor area, the poor neighborhood, the skinny, the narrow streets there, garbage hasn't been collected for days, and this kid's running around with torn shoes and torn shoes, finally gets his car in, and he and he uh, he knocks on the door. He has to take the man's pillow. The man says, knocks on the door. And the little kid comes out. Says, uh, he says, "What do you want? I'm, I want to speak to your father." My fa- sorry, my father's not available. He's not up yet. He's still sleeping. He says, okay, he gets in his car. He has to call up the people. I, I'm not going to be in time for the meeting. He waits. It's 8:30. The guy downs the 8:30 minion. He knocks the door. The kid says, "Some father's having a coffee now. You can't come in." But <laughs> You have to stand outside. Finally, he comes out. He brings him the pillow. Okay, he goes off to work. He's late for all those meetings. He's sitting in the after, he's sitting late afternoon in an important business meeting in a restaurant. So he looks at oh, it's almost shkia. So what's made in yet? I got to bring back the pillow to this poor man before it becomes night. Three derises and Essen with two laven, and it's getting late. Doesn't know maybe he starts driving through terrible traffic, and he's got for and he's rushing. Before you know, there's three police cars behind him with the sirens. He, he, you pull him over. You were going thirty miles over the speed limit. You missed three. You went through three red lights. So the four hundred dollars ticket's worth more than the whole pillow ten times over. Mamish, he's, he's, he's getting. He's, it's very late. Funny, he gets there in the last minute. He runs. He's out of breath. He throws the pillow into the house. What does the Torah want from this poor man? What did he do so terrible? He lent money to a yid. He didn't even take a mask until later. He becomes an evad. He's so mistreated. That's if we look in the, in, in the way, in the world of fantasy. As Amaisa said, there was a, a, a Bachel once got a draft notice from the Russian army. In those days, you had to have pull to be able to get it. Hear that in Kovna, there was a powerful lawyer. He had the right connections, and he had to go to Rabbi Tzkochan. Rabbi Tzkochan was the was the one who would make the connection. He came to Rabbi Tzkochan. He traveled to Kovna, and he says, "Look, I got a draft notice, and I heard you know this and this lawyer." So oh, I'm sorry, he just went away on vacation. I could be away. He's going to be away another two weeks. But I got three days to answer. Rabbi Tzkochan says, "You know what? I know a macher. A macher is a man." It'll cost you a thousand rubles. He says, Rebbe, anything. A thousand, he gives him a thousand rubles. He says, this guy will take care of it. He goes home. Two days later, he gets a letter. It was a mistake. It was the wrong name. You're, uh, you're, not, you're not being drafted to the Russian army. Travels back to college. It's unbelievable. He never says, says Rebbe, you've got to be mefarsim. This, who is this powerful, powerful um, macher who's, who's, who's so influential? People could have it. He says, I'll tell you. 
says, um, that morning, a, a girl came to me, Akala, she's a Yusayma. She was crying. She, says, she, can't get, she can't get married. I gave her a thousand rubles. She said, Oi, the Yibanj Zolzain, the Yid who gave this money. She gave you a bracha. Of course, he had a Yeshua. What they do in the parish? <laughs> Stand outside. Hoshev, Toshev, Lo Yesa Ovoit, Kivoya Shemesh. The Shachab Salmosai, the Oni will sleep with his baghead, with his pillow. He'll give you a bracha. You know what this mitzvah is for? It's not for him, it's for you. He may say this each should be gebenched, the Lachotiet Zdokin, Rashi's even he doesn't give a bracha of a mitzvah of Tzedokin. Maybe you need a Yeshua, maybe you need help, maybe you need a Tzlochen, was missing, was a bracha from a Tzedokin, a Yid. That's looking and understanding. There's a bakesa in life. Not like living in Shino. Living in a world that has everything confused. Everything the opposite of MS. Recognize that we're on one side, we're on one team. And that is the essence of our Twilis and of his leaders to realize, to develop a way of looking at life. Yes, and sometimes life can be very deceiving. Imagine, guy walks into a grocery store and he says, can I have two milks and a loaf of bread? I says, fine. Suddenly hear a voice says, I want a cherry Danish. There's nobody there. Can I have two milks and a, and a loaf of bread? I want a cherry danish. Every time he says, there's a voice screaming louder. I want a cherry danish. There's nobody in the store. Finally, they look down to see from his shoes. There's a voice coming out of his shoes. And every time he says, I want a milk, the shoes cry out, I want a cherry danish. What's going on? <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. What does this mean? Okay? <laughs> Strange pair of shoes. He goes, he goes to shul, he wants to daven, sits down to daven, but there's an oilam outside schmoozing, there's some politics going on. He tries to sit down, suddenly his shoes start pulling him, he's holding on to the shtender, and they're running out. What's, what kind of pair of shoes? What is this? Rabbi Chaim Velozhna says, now, a neshama of a person is inside his goof. But how much of your neshama is inside your goof? The neshama goes up to shamayim. The bottom end, whatever that means, the tip, the bottom tip of the neshama is inside our goof, a marshal like a person in his shoes. How much of the person is in his shoes? Just his foot. The rest of them is sticking out of his shoes. The neshama of a person, we have a neshama going all the way up to the kisiyakov. The bottom of it is in the shoes. And that's the goof. And it has such a power over us. Such a power. We want one thing. We say, I want this, I want that. That's not what I want. That's what my shoes want. What I want is hidden, but it's really there. When we wake up in the morning, every one of us wants to do, wants to live like Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what we want to do. We want to learn Yoimam Valhaila. We don't want to eat. We don't want to drink. We want to be, we want to be like Dariya Kodjim, Miachid Yechudim all day. We don't hear that part of us. We hear the shoes. We hear the goof. The goof wants something else and convinces us that that's what we want. And the truths go pulling us to things we never want. Pulls us screaming and crying. The neshama is screaming and crying. Being dragged 
to things and to inyanim and to interest and things that are absolutely not what I want. Means that we get to see the true toiv that's within us. We see the toiv that's usually hidden. Our avoider shoshana is to see that, to see the emes that's in us. And this is our biggest chus. Our biggest chus is the realization that we live with the Rabbi Nishalev. That there's nothing else in the world besides the Rabbi Nishalev.